Welcome. You're listening to the Think Like an Entrepreneur podcast because it turns out there's no such thing as a struggling entrepreneur. There are only business owners still operating from an employee mindset. I'm your host, business coach Katherine Morrison. Now let's dig in. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you doing? Today's episode, y'all, so good. Get ready to have your minds officially blown. We have one of my masterminders, Kelly Donahue, with us today, and Kelly rose to the challenge as one of our rising stars and decided she was getting into the room come hell or high water, made her first $10,000 ever in her business in order to qualify, and in the first two months of the mastermind alone, she has gone on to create $33,000 in her business in two months. In the first six months of her business, we dive into exactly how she's done it from being a living, breathing embodiment of her mission of helping moms create intentional lives defined by their desire and really being the change she is committed to creating in this world. We talk about branding and how being an extremely strong brand means you repel non-ideal clients and sometimes how those people are people that you genuinely love and care about and how to work through that. We talk about how Kelly went from someone that spent years thinking about really wanting to do something entrepreneurial to hitting the trail with her running shoes and freaking doing it. You guys, the standard of this mastermind The caliber of this mastermind is breaking barriers and completely redefining what is possible for people within the world of online entrepreneurship. And Kelly is a shining example of what it means to step into living, breathing, and thinking like an entrepreneur. Make sure you listen to the end. This is one you do not want to miss. So without further ado, everyone, let's dive in. All right, you guys, I have Kelly Donahue with me today, who is, I actually love your story, Kelly, because you were one of the others. When I think of the people who are like, oh, I'm coming into this room, people (laughs) will have already heard Natalie if they've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, but like you came in, like the phrase that comes to mind is like, like a bat out of hell. Like I was not even aware you were in my audience and it was, I don't know, maybe like a month before the launch or something, you just started dropping in to my IG like all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious because like you were obviously aware of me, but I'm just like, you had made a decision. And yeah. actually, before we even get into that story, yeah. let's start with, so you made the $10,000 minimum and we'll get back to that story in a second. You made yes. your first $10,000 in order to qualify for the mastermind. Yeah. Tell the Barely. people, tell the people what you've done in the first two months with the mastermind. Um, I've made over thirty thousand dollars in the first two months <laughs> of the mastermind. I think it's like thirty-two or thirty-three or something. I love it so much. So this is when I talk about, and actually, I remember if we were going to go back now. Now that we're like, okay, Kelly made her first ten thousand dollars to come in. She's made thirty-three thousand dollars, or thirty-three. Is that what you said? I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Yes. Like in the first couple months of the mastermind, I remember one of the things as you started dropping in a lot before the launch, Mm -hmm. you were just like, what do you mean? It doesn't take time. (laughs) I specifically remember you like asking for a follow-up question on that. And so like, I want to drop into like, 
We know, and we're going to di- dive so deep in people don't worry about this $33,000, but like for that first $10,000, when you were like, I am for sure coming into the mastermind, what was your process okay. of decision-making coming into the room? I'd say my process, like, how did I decide I was going to be in that room? Yeah. I just decided, like, once I decided I was really going in on this business, that was, like, a decision. You you talk a lot about the power of choosing, the power of deciding. I was in love with my decision. I was so happy with the impact I was already making in the world and in my own life that I was going to get there by hook or by crook. Like I got myself, I got badass moms sponsorships. I was teaching extra surf lessons. I was like, definitely not in my like one offering. Um, but I just knew I was going to get there. And I was getting coaching from a personal coach who's a client of yours too. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth was amazing in helping me really solidify that mindset and know that I was like I'd already chosen, I had already decided. Yeah. Like, and starting to really solidify that mindset of like, I've been kind of picking up and putting it down and picking up and putting it down. And the more and more I could just hold that belief, it was like, well, obviously I'm going to do, give myself all the tools to make this incredibly successful as soon as possible, as aligned as possible. And I really resonated with your approach in your podcast. I started listening to your podcast religiously, watching your stuff on Instagram, and definitely saw you as intense and giving zero fucks. And I see my, I, in both my strong, strongest moments and weakest moments can be seen as intense as well. And that, that's the kind of coach I do well with. Um, both on the field. I was a division one college athlete um, and in my life. I love it. And I, it's so interesting because the, I told Kelly before we started recording that I remembered five minutes before we were like met to record this podcast that like, I remember when you applied, I remember something that you wrote in your application and it was so like meaningful that I actually, there were a bunch of people that applied in the last round and I didn't let that they were below the minimum and I didn't give them like an, okay, you know, like I'll give you a chance. Like I actually, you were below the minimum, but I could see from your application. I was like, there's no way she's not making it. Like, so I actually was like, okay, here you go. And like, and then when I went to the other people and I was like, here's what was in this person's application. I read them like this response, which was like, one of the questions in the application was why don't you have the results already? And how do you take responsibility for that? And your response to that question was, I take responsibility for the fact that I've quit on myself in the past, always wanted to do something entrepreneurial, but consistently talked myself out of it. Now I'm starting and I want to match. I can and will do this with investing in the support and community to empower my decisiveness and success. Mm -hmm. And so just hearing you talk about like the power of deciding it is so meaningful to just like, I want everyone listening that maybe you're in that waffling back and forth, right? Like it sounds like Kelly, you had, we're all human, right? We all go through that process. And so like from your application, it sounds like you had been in a situation where you sort of like, you knew you wanted to do something entrepreneurial, sort of waffling back and forth, talking yourself out of it. 
Mm-hmm. And then you just decided. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was, and it was beautiful. Cause it was like, I always like knew in my mind it would happen like, Oh yeah, you just start small and then it's working and then you keep on doing it and you keep on like iterating. It's like, Oh, of course that's how it works. But I never quite got over the hump before. And my business, you know, of course, it could have been anything at any stage of my life that resonated. Like I was selling power bars at ultra marathons in Australia. <laughs> but like, but it, and I started an entrepreneur, women and women entrepreneurship meetup there, but never quite like felt too much like an imposter for some reason. I think I hadn't. And one of the things I was always concerned with about being an entrepreneur is like it felt lonely and I it's very easy to get in your own head when you don't have um it's easy to spin when I don't have like external like people that haven't when I haven't gathered people on my team as again I grew up playing lots of sports and that you have this system of like teammates and a coach and like this whole system around it and I'd never developed that system around myself so once I knew like wait this is real this is bubbling up so much joy and purpose in me and the people this touches I like I'm in my mid-30s I was like wait I know what I need to be successful in anything now like I know I'm a relationship driven person I know I love having a coach I'm going to put the setup around myself for success. Just like, you know, putting on your running shoes first in the morning. Like you're not going to walk around in your slippers and expect yourself to go for a run. Like you got to, like you just, I think it was you who just gave an awesome James Clear quote of like, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. Yeah. So I need to create a system for myself that if I really, like all the decisions of like, if I really believed in this, what would I do next? And I already put it, that system in place of like having an incredibly supportive husband, like a partner, pe- creating like, like, sorry, people, you got to curate the people in your world who help you live your best life. Yeah. Our time and our energy are our most important resources and people can be a drain there. And it doesn't mean anything bad about them. I've worked with a lot of clients on this. It doesn't mean anything bad about those people. It just means that your values might not be aligned in that time in your life. And so creating your system, your team, your universe, curating your art gallery that lifts you up and sparks your joy the most of humans and animals and activities in your life. Like that's our job in life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. It's so funny. I like I, in my notes, I'm like, okay, we're going to cover this. And then we're going to get to like what Kelly's business is. And I'm like, oh wait, she just talked about her husband. Where do we go? Guys, we're going to talk Kelly coaches, some badass moms. And we're going to dive deep into it in a minute. Cause one of the things I see her doing is like being that visionary leader but I want to stay with this for a minute because I do think it is really important. I actually wrote down like I, and I'm not even that aware of your husband, but you know, I listen very intently to you guys when you say things. And one of the things that I remember you mentioning, and I think this was in one of our mastermind calls was that you had had a conversation with your husband about going for your dream. 
Because at this point, right, you're in in a six-figure job, you've got a Mm -hmm. beautiful family, you've got a lovely home, Mm -hmm. right? Like everything seems to be like, no, this is good. Why would you change anything? But you decided like, I'm going to give up the good to go for the great. And I'm curious what that Mm -hmm. conversation was like with your husband. Well, my partner and I, you know, I always thought about marriage as either a startup or a merger. And we're a merger. You know, we're both in our, we met in our 30s. We both had very full, complete lives as like, you know, ideally partners would meet and be together because they're both full humans together in their lives. And he knew, he had seen how hard, you know, that first year of having a baby was on me and on us and some of the loss of identity Um, which is a lot of what badass mom's in about. And he saw how joyful I was. He saw how much I was already impacting my community and how much it meant, how much it was resonating in the world. Like you could, we could just feel the reverberations of like, something's going really right now. Something's going right. And so that conversation, like he, like so much, this talk, this, crosses back over into my nine to five to like true collaboration is founded on trust. And there are so many ways to build trust, but my husband and I have so much trust in each other and his unwavering belief in me is the most special gift to my world and my life. And talk about like, you know, curating the people around you, your partner is a really big one. You're with them a lot. They're, your mindsets kind of can cross over a lot. And so that conversation, he was like, if you believe in it, you know, go for it. He's a, quite a bit more risk averse than I am. Mm-hmm. So had questions like he doesn't want us to go broke because of my business. I was like, like, just trust me. I'm not going to do anything rash. This is real. He's like, Kelly, it is real. Like, go for it. Um, so I'm not going to quit my job, my lovely job that I like quite a lot at a wonderful tech company, public company. I'm not going to quit that job tomorrow. Um, so of course he was just wanted to know that like, we were going to be okay that way, but is so supportive. And it's like, just, he knows that this is going to be big. And a funny part was that in our first month in the mastermind, I was like, James, I'm going for like a $10,000 a month just for fun. Like, let's just see. He's like, Kelly, that's like signing like a person every week. Like you got this, no problem. He told me later, he was like, yeah, I didn't really think like a person a week was reasonable, but like, sure, I said it. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't, he was like, you know, it's not that I didn't believe in you, but it just didn't really seem like something that could happen. And then like five people were so excited to join Badass Moms that month and crushed that goal back in well first first crushed the June goal and then or no I didn't crush the June goal what I then did was crush the July goal and had five people when he was like I don't know if you can really he was like oh yeah person a month no problem but then told me later like oh yeah I didn't really think that was gonna happen (laughs) but I believed him because I know he believes in me and I know he trusts me so that like positive cycle of like suspending disbelief and very much I feel like you know this 
works for people. And you coached me on something recently about like, you know, I didn't get a really cool new job I wanted at my company. And I was really, I was really disappointed. Um, And I very much let myself be sad. But then one of the things that helped me was like, you know, Kelly, how many really successful people do you know? Entrepreneurs, anything that like, they didn't get some promotions they wanted. They didn't get some jobs they wanted. That means, that means nothing. Like you're in good company if you've been failing. I always used to say, you know, failure is just a precursor to success, but I didn't actually get to live it and really, really live it. And you can't really let it drop. I feel like it's very hard to let something drop down into your body from your mind unless you're living it. And so I, I feel like it's an honor and a privilege to be confident and playful enough and safe enough feeling in my life because of the support system I put around me of people and mindset that I get to try and fail. It's, it's a privilege to get to try and fail. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think like for those of you that are listening that like don't have a partner, I don't want you to use this against you. (laughs) Yeah. But I do just think it's like, it's so interesting. Like no man is an island. And to your point of like creating a system around you by deciding like, oh, I'm going for it. I'm coming into a mastermind. And I love that you described that it's like a sports team. I remember in the last launch, um, I interviewed Jacqueline and I love one of the things that she talked about was like, it's like, we're all building a business together, but we're not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like, we're all able, we're all going towards this like same goal. And we're all in this team together, working towards it. Like one of the things we're working on in the mastermind this week, we're doing a deep dive in the client funnel tomorrow. And it's been, so I'm asking everybody to like, be very specific. What are your numbers? Who's in your audience? What's your, you know, console conversion rate? Like we're going to go deep into that. And I think it's going to like, you guys get to see the funnels of 20 other people. And then you get to watch coaching around that. Like you, your brain and your ability to understand what's happening in business. Like it's not just your business. When you get to see what's happening across the board, it's just like such a powerful experience. But then going back to the conversation that you had um, with your husband, I was thinking about this because I, I was like, you know, it's so interesting that Kelly said that she had had this moment with her husband, because I remember when Whitney was on the podcast, Whitney said the same thing. Like when she decided to join the mastermind, it was like her husband that was like, and I love that like Whitney had like multiple investment properties, but she was like, I'm thinking about investing. I think it was the first round of the mastermind. So it was only $5,000, right? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. What do you think? Right. And Craig's like, of course do it. Right. And right. even my friend, Andrew, who, who has like, I don't, he's like grown this monster of a real estate business in Austin within the past few years. Like when he came on my podcast, he also talked about, it was like, in the car with his wife, she was like, what are you doing? Like, you're miserable at your job, like just go. And so I think it is sort of like, for those of us that are lucky enough to have partners that support us, like to, to just like recognize and just have like such deep gratitude for that. And then also like the other thing I wanted to say was like, for those of you that have partners and you think that they're not supportive to just like question, because I think sometimes like marriage or relationship dynamics come into it. Like Mm -hmm. one of the things my husband is not, if people know the five love languages, he is not a words of affirmation person, right? He does. He's not like super verbal, but he is the kind of person like he does acts of service. He'll do things. Right. So like to this day, like he doesn't say a lot to me about my business, but does he edit my pod? He's the one 
who's going to be editing this podcast and putting it up every single week. And so it was like me, like, you know, my lens of what it meant for someone to be supportive. Like I wasn't looking at it through like what it might look like from, oh no, from his perspective, this is how he's like showing support and love. Um, I have a client DL and she jokes around her husband is like, she's got like a half million dollar business at this point. And her husband is, he believes that like, when you're successful, you'll like have radio advertisements. (laughs) And so it's like, I've been coaching her for about a year and it's always just been a joke with her audience, right? Like it doesn't matter if your partner supports you or not. Like my husband thinks I should be on the radio. He doesn't understand what Instagram is. And now that she's like really raking in the cash, she's like, okay, you know, maybe this is something, but she was telling me that she did a, um, I've been working with her, with her branding a lot. And she was going to do a webinar for her most recent launch. And before she went on, he was like, oh, honey, like your outfit, I think it doesn't, you know, like the, the outfit that you've been wearing and your branding stuff, like let's go into your closet. And he like went into the closet with her and like, they picked out a new outfit. And so I just think it's so fun to think about, like, if you're wanting support to recognize that like support can look a lot of different ways, maybe you would love for someone to like be verbally telling you. (laughs) this is amazing and go for it. But like, just recognize that like some people might be showing their support in ways that your brain doesn't necessarily log as exactly what that is. But I think it sounds like for your husband, for you guys to be able to sit down and have a conversation like that, it was so powerful for you. Yeah. And I think it's also like, you know, I'll give myself a little credit too, in that like, there's a lot of mirror neuron stuff that goes on with humans. Like if I had like come to him, like when you go to try on an outfit and you go to your partner and say, how does this look? And you like hunch your shoulders. They're going to be like, you hate it. Don't wear that. Yeah. But if you go to them and kind of like strut it and say, how does this look? They'll be like, you look amazing, but it's your confidence that makes the difference. Yes. And same with this. I had been, showing and believing in myself and he could see the energy it brought me and could see that I believed like this could work not like not just my business but like coaching like let's try like I think I want to try this yeah and him to say like yeah like it's so much easier for someone to get on the boat with you than to like they're not going to build the boat for you like yes. you can't ask yes. your partner to build the boat of your business for you. <laughs> like you're the entrepreneur, you have to do it. It's not their business. It's yours. So like, if you can't build belief, like this is sounding tough, but like, if you can't build belief in your partner, like how are you going to build belief in strangers? And I don't hundred percent believe that, but like, if you can't build, build belief in yourself, how are you going to build it in strangers? So I think that's the most important and my biggest learning so far with your coaching is like, oh my God, it really is mindset. Oh my God. And even in my like moments of disbelief, I know that's true, but it's like, wait, really? Oh my God, it really, really is. Um, So yeah, your partner's not going to build your boat for you. And they're, but they might help you be like, oh yeah, I think the wind's in this direction. Have you thought about this? Like if you show like, I'm getting on this boat, look how great this boat is. Like, do you want to come with me? Yes. Then they'll get on your boat of like, yeah, like you should go for this business. I like, I will watch the kid in, 
like from six to seven during your calls every week and like during these other calls and like let's make this happen because like and that takes if you have kids like that takes trust and this kind of gets into badass mom stuff but like yeah let's go there next but yeah you married this person for a reason because they were wonderful and capable and you believed in them like believe in them enough to like hold up their side when you two agree together to like either go for something in your nine to five or go for something in your business that's going to be more time if you guys like both want that for each other and they do for you like trust them to do the cooking once a week like you know just like you got to trust yourself to do something new and it's a privilege to be able to fail like allow them to fail sometimes like they might burn the mac and cheese and the kid hates it like everyone's going to survive. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, yeah, let's get into badass moms. I think it was one of the biggest things when I first started was recognizing how much conditioning I had around what it meant to be a mom. And I remember like once I, when I was out of the house, I sort of could be like, oh no, well I'm out of the house. Right. But when I had a business and I was in my house and I started when my third, I just had my third child, he was a baby. So I had care in the house, but I could hear him cry sometimes. And it was like so strong, the conditioning in me of like what it meant if I would hear like my child cry, which they're babies, they cry all the time, right? So like if I'm going to have a business, there had to be moments where I was like, oh no, I'm, I understand I have hired really excellent care and I'm going to sit at my desk. And that was, it was hard, that transition. And I think that that feeds so beautifully into like what it is that you're doing for your audience and the tribe that you're building around you. It really does feel like a resol- like a revolution of, it feels like you saw something in mom culture <laughs> and you're like, that's a hard no. And <laughs> yeah, there's another option. And so I would love for you, like what, one of the things like we work on so much in the mastermind is really stepping into that like leadership position, thought leadership, like having a why and asking people to join you and what you have created with badass moms is just stunning. I mean, I think it's been a pretty much like a, a client a week almost <laughs> since we started. And so that's telling, right? You're doing something. So like, tell us a little bit about what badass moms is and also like what got you to the point, like what you were seeing where you're like, Oh, badass moms needs to exist. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Um, and you are such a badass mom. Thank you for being a badass mom in the world. I think any mom who is, you know, doing something different than what we assumed motherhood had to look like is a beacon for all moms and women and people to follow, you know, your partner, like you just set a new example, just like Allison Felix in the Olympics. Like this is what motherhood looks like, period. Um, So badass moms is a vision where moms prioritize their own fun as much as their children's fun. And in that, we let our children see that motherhood and parenthood can be fun and they are expected to ask for what they want and they are expected to find their joy and lean into it. And I think especially for little girls and of course for little boys too, 
for little girls getting to see that like they can try something new and fail and still have fun at it and like and that goes to raising their hand in school going for a leadership position going for a promotion at work and truly the more we empower women we create a different world and like i i always say this half jokingly but i'm like maybe that's like veiled vulnerability there it's like and that creates world peace on a like honest like really and truly like if we empower mothers we change the trajectory of the world like i just love to imagine a world where like there are more women leaders than male leaders and where homes don't have a default power dynamic and where asking for what you want isn't just the default of the guys going and playing golf for a full day that is also super celebrated because there there's no kind of resentment i loved listening to the Brene Brown podcast recently, the sister series, where it was like, you know, resentment isn't actually in the family of anger. Resentment is in the family of envy. It's Mm. because we want something that they have. So let's create it. Like, it's not like, I believe this generation of particularly men, but same-sex partners too, I'm sure this dynamic plays out. This generation of men is kind of, they're ready. They're ready to step up to the plate. They are so ready. They see that the world is different and they want to be supportive partners and involved parents. Like, and it's our turn and it's hard. I know it's our turn to figure out what brings us joy and ask for it and give our partners the opportunity to say yes and the opportunity to be a real parent, not just babysitting the kids and get to see us come home with that joy and excitement and energy on our faces from like doing something that lights us up and trying something new and sucking at it, but like having a blast anyway. And that kind of sparkle that they bring home, their kids see it, their partner sees it, and it shows their kids that they can ask for what they want too. And to me, that lifts up the whole family. I ask my clients a lot, like, what would it mean to you to have more fun? And they say, you know, I think you'd be, I'd be more peaceful. I want to be more present with my kids. I want to be, have a calmer household. And that takes being able to know that you have your joy outside of the time with your kids too, so that you can really lean into the joyful time with your kids. And it's not like as, as with building our business, it's not like a, how much time does it take thing? It's, it's, you know, it's a quantum leaps of even when I'm not doing something that I originally thought was fun, I get to see that even when I'm cleaning up the Cheerios that my kids spilled with them, I can actually be present with them in this moment because I know my value now is being present with my kids and that I've like, I don't know, there's some like shift that happens and it's so tiny for badass moms when you, you know, much like our, our 
entrepreneur identity. When you create your identity, you figure out the values of that identity, and then you get to be like, oh my God, I'm I'm living them now. Oh my God, I'm I'm living them now. And where is that enough for that part? Like that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, and I love like what you're basically talking about is like what we do in the mastermind, that identity piece. It's like, oh, living from a vision of the future instead of memories of the past. And I think when we, when, once you are like helping your clients to identify what are my values, like what sort of like, what does being a badass mom look like to me? And then like, that's the North star. And then anything that you right, you just need to clean up the rest of it. And it's just so interesting. Like you talking about like being present when the Cheerios spill or whatever, right? Because if you're not deciding on purpose who you are in that moment, um, I'm just coming back from like being back home for two weeks. And my daughter's old enough now that she can sort of like, she can observe, right? Like the qualities of my parents and certain things. And she's like, oh, I noticed Papa gets like frustrated a lot. Is that where your frustration comes from? She asked me that question because to Mm -hmm. this day, I have to manage sometimes. It's just like we, all we are, right? Is just patterns. And Mm I'm like, I'm like, yes, that's a hundred percent. Right. And if you see the level that it's at there, it's like very reduced. Right. But like, if we're not deciding on purpose who we are, then all we are is just like the imprints and patterns of like what we've experienced before. And whether that's culture, whether that's like what you saw in your parents growing up. And I love that you're creating that like, okay, like let's just decide on purpose because let's be real. Like a lot of the culture has moved and now we just have brains (laughs) (laughs) that are like, oh, let's clear this out. So we get there faster. Yeah. And take like the scariness out of it. It's like, oh, wait, like this is truly biology and chemistry that this is a neural pathway that I've traveled down again and again. I saw it again and again in my parents or around me in society. So that was just traveled again and again, that thought. And I can start to build literally by trying something new and thinking about it differently, get this neuron to reach and reach and reach and grow and connect to the other neuron and build a new pathway that becomes stronger and stronger. And that's how we change our brains and change our lives. Like it's just, it's actually just science. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, I screwed up this time. It's like, I got mad. It's like, you're trying something brand new. You're creating this new baby pathway. Like that's so normal. Yeah. Like let's have tenderness and compassion for the baby. (laughs) Yeah. Your (laughs) new baby little neural pathway. Exactly. So it's, it's really fun. And I think a lot of it comes from too, like, just like our partners recognize this new world and we're in this kind of new world. Like I moved to a suburb that felt like it was built for my grandmother. Yeah. It's like, we've got book clubs where people just drink wine there's like mother's club where like it's lovely and a great support network but everyone kind of looks a certain way and everyone kind of sits around and drinks wine and I love a good wine night and fire pit but like there's got to be something more like this generation of moms we're not our grandparents our grandparents did wonderful things and we are a new generation of women like whether you're working or staying at home or whatever like you are a badass. You were a badass growing up. You did this and this and this, and you like achieved in your job and you like did this. You were an amazing artist or an incredible athlete. Like, 
And I think it's so easy to put that down when the default around you and again, like the system in your environment was like, oh, now you moved into this suburb with a white picket fence and you go get coffee and bagels with your kid and then you go and drink your wine at 5 p.m. and then, you know, you do it all over again and just try to get through the day like there's got to be more. And that's what Badass Moms was born from is me looking around and having been, you know, an ultra marathon or division one athlete, like had aspirations for what my life was going to look like and picked a partner to align that and had also wound up in the default. Yeah. But I love that you ended up in this community and this actually feeds very beautifully into like the next thing that I wanted to cover with you, which is like another thing that I see you doing so beautifully that we cover in the mastermind is like having an extremely strong brand. And what that means is that you're like a fucking magnet for your ideal clients. Like Kelly has a hundred percent conversion rate. I think it was this past week of the mastermind. We did, I think it was almost half the call. I just spent talking to Kelly. So the rest of the mastermind, we like picked apart. This is what Kelly's doing in her marketing. This is like exactly how she's creating this result. Like, and don't worry for those of you that are coming in, you get the prior, the past rounds call. So you will have access to this, but like, I see what you're doing with this brand, which is you're a magnet for your ideal client. But what that also means is that you're pissing some people off (laughs) because a really good brand is the perfect thing for its perfect people. And other people who aren't that person are going to have thoughts about it. And so I love that you're in this community that it sounds like it's white picket fences. I forget what was the creepy movie that was like the Stepford, Stepford Wives. Wives. Yeah, yeah, like that, right? And you have like become you're like this person, and you're like, oh hey moms, we're gonna go. You like go surfing in the freezing water. You like take them running. Like I don't. There's all kinds of like really fun, amazing things you're doing. And Kelly's now getting like recognized at the playground by like random people. They're like, oh, wait, are you badass moms? Right. Like she is Mm -hmm. making some noise. And like, that's amazing. But what I want to cover is like what's happening that's allowing you to like just be different and allow yourself to be repellent. Cause I've coached you a couple of times. There was like someone who had some thoughts about, I think it was like privilege or something. Right. And there's just like yeah. other people who like have some thoughts about what you're doing and you're like, Nope, doing it anyway. Yeah. I had a troll for the first time and, you know, kind of made my heart go pitter patter in a bad way. Cause I'm very, and you talked about this in the mastermind in the call with Natalie where I'm the person you referred to where she cut her hair and that was that was me and that was a really big deal because I mean still I realize that I'm still likable when I cut my hair but I was you know I really easily fit into this likable box and didn't offend anyone um didn't really stay I didn't feel like I really stood for anything um and so I probably still piss people off sometimes, but I um, didn't really take stance on anything. And now I have a pride flag outside my house and I chopped off my beautiful blonde hair and I'm taking a stand that moms have to take a stand for their own lives for the sake of their kids' lives. Um, And I believe in that so strongly 
that sure it's scary to piss people off i've really upset some people very close to me in my family that i've um been blocked not because they did anything wrong because but because i realized that this baby of my business and who i'm speaking to is really important for me to be able to purely speak from that place um so for now i've blocked that person who's very close to me in my life um but it's it's this mission is about more than me as you said i think it resonates because it's about more than me we're in a time where um you know we all just saw the olympics with a lot of amazing moms and the world is ready for badass moms to step up so you know who you are badass moms you feel it inside you and you know we're we're ready to live it yeah i mean and i think it's like badass moms i think it goes so far even to the people who aren't moms right women mm-hmm. or dudes right mm-hmm. like we've got dudes in this right like if there's just something in you and you're just feeling like it's time to step up because i do think like actually what you're what you represent within badass moms is like a change from like the the systems of the past are crumbling. Like we're seeing them right? (laughs) like in in so many facets of society, whether it is like increasing numbers of people, like leaving their jobs because the system doesn't support like the life that, and people are like unwilling, right. Or like moms who are like, yes, I'm unwilling to exist in the system where I'm basically like just been told that I exist to be right. Like, uh, just a servant for the people around me. Like I'm done with it. And it's yeah. been so amazing. Like my mom waited until she was like in her retirement age. I think she started going to like yoga class. She's like really transformed post-retirement. I find it so inspiring. But she was telling me when I was at home, she was like, yeah, I just decided I'm not going to like just cook him breakfast every morning. Yeah. Right. And it took her until she was like 65 years old, but like, at least she got there and you're yeah. like, oh wait, maybe like just come join this program and don't wait 35 years to have yeah. this realization. Yeah. And I get notes all the time from, I love it when I get messages or emails from men too, of like, Kelly, like that resonates so much of like, am I enough? Like, and they know, like the people I'm speaking to know that it's not just moms. Like you, you know, if you're ready to, you know, that you are this person inside and that, you know, you've been trying and trying and trying and like, there's fear and there's a lot of judgment within your own mind and you're ready to try to stop letting that hold you back from your joy. And that applies to much more than moms. It just happens that, you know, in my mind right now, moms need it most. And that's, um, that's my people. Yeah. Um, I mean, which it's, is ironic. Your, it's your battle cry. It is, which is ironic because like I was in a sorority in college, but I was like a delinquent member because <laughs> large groups of women actually kind of intimidated me. <laughs> like I was pretty scared of women. I I just like never knew the cool stuff. Like I I don't know. But so it's ironic that now it's like, oh no, like these actually are my people. Yeah. Well, and I, I love that you just said that, right? Like I never knew the cool stuff because it's like, oh, how many other people were just like you in that sorority? And they just didn't have someone picking up the mantle and saying like, actually there's a place for us too. And here's our table over here. Right. And like one-on-one, I like, as after I, I'm many years postgraduate now, but 
one-on-one, I realized like, oh my God, you are incredible. Oh my God, meet one-on-one with someone who was also in that sorority. Like, oh my God, you are such a badass. And it was just like this overall, the ethos of the, what the group stood for that I was like, I don't know if I stand for this thing that this group stands for, even though individually they're all fucking incredible women. Um, So yeah, I am able to do this for the moms in my little community because I know there's, I know they're there. It's like, cause I toyed with like, Oh, should I move out West? If I moved out West, then I'd have my badass mother runners who would run mountains in the mud with me to sunrise. I'm like, wait, I can probably do that here. There are probably other moms just like me who are thinking the same thing. And so we ran all through the winter. We had like a negative 10 degree morning running into the sunrise and the snow and ice. And I had to, I brought extra crampons to make sure like we were running with crampons and hats and mittens and across like the frozen tundra of new England. Um, And then we go that we went that weekend and like surfed in it, trudging across the ice of the beach to get in the water and with slathered Vaseline on our faces. Um, So good. It's incredible. And these are just normal moms. Like I don't want people to think like, Oh, Kelly's a super athlete. Like she only lets in super athletes. Like, yeah, athletics are part of my life, but that's just my thing. Like it doesn't, matter if that's not your thing I've had like most of my moms had never like I don't really do surfing as part of the group but it's certainly part of the ethos and inspiration um and moms who have like never done it before and don't consider themselves athletes and you know putting on the wetsuit was a workout in itself like but it's about that laughing and trying things and finding you know what is your thing what do you want to do like what would be scary to try? And for some people, it's just like a staycation by themselves for a night or it's painting or it can be anything. Um, but I get that sometimes of like, oh, I'm like Kelly only runs with super athletes. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's 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 not it at all. We're not. Um, that's not who we are. That's not what Badass Moms is. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just your opening if people would like to experience that because I know you mm-hmm. do running, you do surfing and it's like, yes, mm-hmm. this is just one lane. This is my thing. And if not, I'll totally support you in like creating your thing. Exactly. I mean, yeah. a lot of my local, my local moms will come to a surf class with me and be terrified and love it. Some of my local moms don't come to a surf classes. And I have moms out in San Francisco who like or on, on the South shore of New England who, you know, there are surf lessons no matter where you are, um, even landlocked places sometimes and getting inspired to like, oh my God, maybe I want to try that. Maybe I could try that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Because so at fun. this point, and I think, well, let me see if I want to, I want to round, I'm like, oh, we should tell them that they don't have to be local. They can be virtual, all the mm-hmm. things. I think that that's, well, let's, let's do that part of it. And then if we, if anything else comes to our mind, we can cover it, but like you do work with people from all over. Yeah. Because if people are hearing this and they're like, "Uh, this is for me, like tell, tell us all the things. Yeah. So it's a virtual group coaching so that you can be lifted up and inspired by the other moms around you too, and create that, have that community of badass moms that is sometimes hard to find you know you have your wine nights with your friends or this or that but it's not always 
that intentional growth conversation that you want to be having. So the group program is a weekly call um, on Zoom all together with, you know, journaling and exercises and then coaching. And I have moms as far west as San Francisco. Um, I have moms on the South Shore and maybe a couple in Poland soon too. I have a couple, you know, diehards out in Poland, um, which is so fun. But yeah, because I think that kind of intentional connection and moms who do like make that decision of like, I've been doing a lot to grow me. You know, most of the moms who work, who are ready for this work have done therapy either some or quite a bit and are like, you know, I'm ready to, and have tried like, oh, I've either tried to meditate or I've tried this or I've tried that. It's like, you know, sometimes you have to just have to decide and have it on your calendar and be accountable to others and know that you've invested in something to create a system. Again, like you rise to the level of your systems only. You like, you fall to the level of your systems. You don't rise to the level of your goals. So to create that system for yourself to actually make those tiny shifts that wind up changing the trajectory of your and your family's life. Um, I know you, that's like a Catherine Morrison line. Um, Take it. Exactly. (laughs) Changing generational systems. But honestly, um, to really decide to set that example for your kids and decide to be that example for yourself. Um, just, just build it in. It can be as easy as like building it. In. It's like, you know, sometimes when people get sick of not being in shape, they just like get a trainer or they just like decide that this is the workout class they go to or whatever it is. Like this is that default, like make the, make your default amazing. This is creating a way to make your default just that you are making leaps and strides in the way you love how you live your life. I love it. And then where, if they're like, yes, I want all the things, where can they go to sign up or find you? They can go to kellydonahuecoaching.com and book some time with me. I ask a couple fun questions to get their brain going. Um, and then we have a conversation about it, or they can find me on Instagram. I'm there a lot. Calbell underscore badass moms, K E L B E L underscore badass moms. Nice. And then this is there. You have a group that's starting in a month. Is that right? Yep. We start September 7th, the Wednesday after Labor Day. And so this is the last few weeks of enrollment for that group. We already have um, 11 moms in that group, which is super exciting. And it's, I mean, everyone, we have, we have all walks of life. We have a couple single moms, some full-time moms. We have moms who have their own companies. We have moms at nine to fives. Um, It's an incredibly inspiring group of women who are deciding that they want to put in the work. And so that starts in September. And so we'll just be enrolling for a couple more weeks. And I love talking to people about like where they are and where they want to be. It's just like, I, moms are already amazing. That's the thing. Like moms are already so badass that you're already so close to just having more of that joy. You're like trying so hard to create, like moms are trying, working so hard 
in every area of their life. Like, let's make it easier. Right. And I think it's like when you when you work on your thoughts and your mindset, it's like, oh, the action actually can become <laughs> like less or just feel so different. Yeah. 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 I love it. All right. So that will all be in the show notes. And then what else? Is there anything else that you would like to share with people in the audience that I don't know, because like, you know, this is, it's like Kelly's from eight months ago. (laughs) What would you want them to hear before we sign off? I'd want them to hear, just do the next right thing. You know, we've talked about that in the mastermind before, but like, you know, if you have kids, you have watched Frozen 2 and know that all, maybe it's Frozen 1, I forget which one. I think it's all Frozen 2. You were right, Thank Kelly. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Fact checker. Um, all you have to do is just do the next right thing. You know, like, that's like right in this moment, what do you need? Right in this moment, what would the you that you aspire to be decide to do and it can be tiny it can be making the bed it can be like relishing your coffee for a couple minutes alone it can be researching where to do surf lessons near you you know it's just do the next right thing and if you keep on doing that suddenly you are living your truest most like hashtag authentic life and your partner will be grateful. Your kids will be grateful. People will notice. So just, it doesn't have to be some overnight thing where suddenly you're a surf pro surfer and like are trail running in the mud and like have a gratitude journal every night. Like just do one tiny next right thing. And that's, that's how our life changes. Yeah. And yeah, I do think it's like a beautiful place to end at. It's like do the next right thing. And that sort of wraps around from like the beginning of Sometimes it is like, oh, this is just a firm decision I'm making. And there's like, right, like I'm cutting off any other options, right? Like that was sort of where we started at in the beginning. And then here Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh yeah. And also just like do the next right thing. And I think you sort of have to know yourself, like what, which is like, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other. And to know yourself well enough to know, like, you know, what's called for in this moment. Yeah. And I like just for like, me, yeah. at one point, doing the next right thing was applying to your mastermind. I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna apply. Like, why not? There's no downside, and like, 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 go for it. I think I'm ready. Like, let's see what the universe has to bring. And like, maybe it's applying to the mastermind. If it's, you're an entrepreneur, maybe it's like reaching out to like look into badass moms. Like, that could be a big decision, or it can be like how can it be playful too? Like, how can it be a next right thing? And like, not be so heavy, like, cause yeah. life is heavy. Like how can it be playful? Yes. It's allowed to be playful. And I love just yeah. thinking about like thinking about the mastermind. It's just so amazing to me because in the entrepreneurial space, right? Like the $10,000 months or this sort of like coveted, like, Oh my goodness. Right. And I'm just, it's so inspiring to see people like you, Kelly, and like other people in the mastermind who are like doing it with families with nine to fives, right? Like this is the Mm -hmm. kind of thing that it's like the $10,000 month when you're like, all you have is time. And it's just so amazing that what we're seeing coming out, it feels like the four minute mile to me of what's possible in online Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. Like, and for people that don't know, 
God, what was the guy's name who broke the four minute mile? Kelly, do you remember? <sighs> it's fine. No, I don't we don't need to know his name. Right. But like, basically it was like, it was the culture, like for runners, it was like, oh, you just can't do a four minute mile. It's just not possible. And then a guy broke the four minute mile. Yeah. Roger <laughs> Bannister. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then like after that, it was like very shortly after that, just all that changed was the belief and the possibility of what was possible. And then a bunch of runners started breaking the four minute mile. And it was just this invisible mental barrier about what was possible. And it just like, I want to, yeah, just wrap with like, thank you, Kelly, for like being an example of what is possible in the world. I was just, someone was just in my DMs the other day. She's, um, in a full-time job in tech, actually, she has a family and she was like, I'm just telling myself that I can't do it. Uh, I can't grow my business because I have this job and because I have this family and like, thank you for being like the four minute mile of what's possible in the online entrepreneurial space. When you like decide and go all in, it's like, it's phenomenal. $33,000 in two months (laughs) within the first six months of your business. Yeah. It's an, it's an honor. I am like, it makes me very teary. Um, it's the honor of my life. And I get to be one of those people who um, now has their life purpose because of people like you. It's be- because of a decision you made and I just held yeah. space. Right. And yeah. So like, let that soak into your bones for a minute. Kelly was just telling me she's headed down to Costa Rica soon for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And you guys are thinking about, are you guys thinking about moving there? Yeah, we'd love to spend more time there. I think we'll always have a home base in New England, but it doesn't have to be what it looks like right now. But just trying to think about how can we have our life, again, not defined by anyone else. Um, yeah, so and you're doing it. And we're actually, you're like, where are you going to be? I was like, actually, the dream was to be in Costa Rica more, and uh, we're going to be in Costa Rica more. Like, it yeah. just, there it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how quickly like the universe will meet you once you're decided. And what I have just seen is like you just deciding and it's happening. And what's crazy and phenomenal, Kelly, is that this is just the beginning. Thank you. Yeah. I really, I really believe it. Yeah. All right, you guys, everything go get into Kelly's orbit. If you were inspired, I mean, I just, I'm like, I'm going to be in her group program soon. Sounds so good. So all of the information will be in the show notes. And if you are coming in for the next round of the mastermind, if you are not on the early access list already, just head over to www.katherinemorsoncoaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'll see you guys there. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you.